0: I'm Todd Rogers, the king of video games, and you're watching We Talk Games. Here it comes! Yeah! We Talk Games! Full bullshit and energy! Our focus always rambles off topic! But we keep on going anyway! TT shook against the robot, sex bot! Stinky stinks so bad he smells! We take turns choosing the game! Even Mario's hotel. Come on, our characters, characters nobody likes right you. Let desire fuel your confidence. Are you ready for our game we Come on, we took talking to. Before huh? video games, I mean I was a pinball. No! Before huh? video games,
1: I mean I was a pinball. No! It's going to be incredible. No!
0: And we will go! Welcome, everybody, to summer programming on Week Talk Games. Oh, mid-series. We're in the mid-series, Kyle.
1: No, nah, th- this will probably come out during the summer. That's fine.
0: <laughs> no, this is all live, of course. Right. Um, I hope that you've been enjoying the mid-series programming. This is the third in our series of mid-series programming. I hope you Wait, enjoyed.
1: Let, let me do one. Okay. This is the fourth show in our <laughs> mid-series programming.
0: Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the first one. The first one, we took it all the way back to our very first uh, episode of Ask the Video Game Millionaires. Right. Where we answered everyone's questions that wrote in. Yeah. Alex Ouch. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also answered Alex Williams' question. Actually, that's when Brian uh, wrote in a question, which was completely yes. stupid, by the way. I hope everyone understood that these were reruns. Today's a a new show because today is called Should Be Arcade Weekly. Should Should Be be Arcade Weekly.
1: It's neither an arcade game nor weekly. That's true, but it should be. 2018 is going to be a very experimental year for this program.
0: Well, we're in mid-series. This is what happens. You have alternative summer programming for mid-series. This is very common if it was 1975. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so you should expect this. By the way, today's... Should Be Arcade Weekly is brought to you by Pino. Pino, the completely useless robot. Pino, the completely useless robot. That's all we really say. Here he is. <laughs> it's useless. Pino is waking up. And our duty today is to get Pino to either become Ser Glukin, Er Mokche Singin, Tanzin, and Nachtmär Spilin. Or, is
1: this like Esperanto? Or the, what, what I wish you it was. Right
0: now? I wish it was. Or we could try to make. Oh, there he goes. Whoa, We're trying okay. to make Pino Dackel Dackelgrun Alice ist in Ordnung. Pino is <laughs> ausgeglichen.
1: Is this like some sort of German fetish, like Blumkin or something? <laughs>
0: It might be. But actually, Pino is a completely useless robot. But he does learn, and he does uh, experience different moods. So we're either going to try to make... Right now, Pino is happy, Mm -hmm. and the sensors are active. (laughs) Uh, Pino
1: Pino should compete in, are you smarter than a Tamagotchi? (laughs)
0: He's (laughs) more interesting than a Tamagotchi. He actually has uh, five senses. He can... uh, taste smell sight touch he, he does have a bit of sight you could close his eyes oh, okay. put your hand over his eyes and then you can try to shine a torch in his eyes sounding
1: way. more and more like a german fetish <laughs> it, he's, whoa sorry yes, pino
0: he's he's doing okay Every time he wants you to play with him, he will make a noise, and then you have to try to figure out if he wants you to press his right hand, his left hand, both hands, or squeeze his head together, or infrared his Pinocchio nose, or cover his eyes, or give him a clap, which uh, clap won't happen until stage two or three of game. But uh, hey, Pino's gang, here. If
1: you were worried that We Talk Games was going to somehow change when you saw that rerun last week, let us assure you, no. Nothing has changed here Are We talking? In
0: fact, it's only gotten worse. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, we're going to squash it. All the ninjas go Rambo, young and fresh. Here we go. You might want to join Garamouth. Hee, hee, hee. Yeah. Hee, hee, hee. This is we're called talking. Almost Ch- Arcade Weekly. Yes. Which means that we are going to talk about games that, in my opinion...
1: <laughs> should have been arcade games? Should have
0: been arcade games. Although this one is a little long for an arcade game.
1: Yeah, uh, but I was actually interested. Uh, it's, well, can we say the title of the game? We absolutely can. OK, it's Kid Dracula. Kid Dracula. Konami back in 1993. Now, this would be the part of the show. No, actually
0: 1990 for the Game oh, Boy version. Was it
1: 1990 for the Game Boy? Yeah, and 93 for the Famicom. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the two dates confused. Okay, I did play the Game Boy version, and I was nervous because I realized as we were getting on the phone uh, together to do this program, we never actually specified which version we were (laughs) playing, and I was like, I really hope it was the Game Boy version.
0: GB stands for Game Boy.
1: Oh, you you said that to me. Okay, great. So I did play the right version of the game, although I,
0: I, I believe it's just a port of one another, correct? It is, but you know. One's in color. Oh, is that the difference? And one isn't in, in a square.
1: Right. What I was going to say is uh, anytime you bring up Konami on a retro uh, video game podcast show, because there's a gazillion of them, yes. you got to make some sort of reference to uh, a packy slot. Mm-hmm. You know, Konami making packy slots take a drink. So there's your obligatory reference to what Konami's doing now. How sad, really, mm-hmm. the legacy of, of a company like Konami. When I was playing this game, I was thinking about like how many great games came out by Konami and Capcom. They were like the two champions of the Nintendo and the uh, Game Boy. Yeah. And uh, this is no exception. This is, this is a fantastic little game. A very yes. expensive game, too, if you want to <coughs> catch a real one in the wild. Definitely, definitely. Of course, this is part
0: of the... From Castlevania. Japan. In Japan, it's known as Akamira Akibono, I guess.
1: Yeah, Sonny Bono.
0: I can never say Castle Dracula.
1: I, uh, I'm sure uh, Chris Nikobun is going to correct us on Twitter,
0: so don't you worry. Well, uh, Akibono is a person.
1: <laughs> Akibono, no, Dracula, Castle... <laughs> Haunted something or other.
0: I'm pretty sure that our buddy Johnny Capcom defaults to akibono when any type of <laughs> Japanese word has to be said. Uh, by the way, Pino is uh, just in his light green, which means he's lonely. So Pino's lonely right now, but we'll Pino try, to get, you, we'll we try to get... I feel you, bro. We all are. <laughs> we are in our own <laughs> ways, yes. So let's continue to derail the program. <laughs> I've been really into robots lately because... This
1: Pinot <laughs> segment's brought to you by Casper. Casper.com. Get your Casper mattress backslash Pinot for 20% off your Casper mattress.
0: Oh, by the way, I have something very exciting to tell you listeners. What's that?
1: Patreon.com.
0: You can just go there. Yeah, I don't know what it does. We're not <laughs> on it. <laughs> But it's something very exciting to tell our listeners about.
1: People are making money. We're not.
0: Oh, they are making. They are raking it in. They're that's right. In the,
1: they're bringing in the dollars. We're, yeah. you know, we're we're talking to a uh, rising red bubble star. <laughs> we are with his six cent re- residual checks. <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Let's tell our listeners that since it's this playing. shows, you know, who cares about Kid
1: Dracula. This is why people tune in. They want to know, how much money is Wiggly making on Redbubble? I got my three cents check because
0: (laughs) I try to make our T-shirts and our creations affordable. So I don't raise the price. I raise it like 5%. So 5% of $2 is like a penny. (laughs) Right. So uh, I'll always get these, these, congratulations, you sold a K-pop T-shirt. Three cents. You're a rising Red Bubble star. <laughs> <laughs> red Bubble royalty coming up with your six cents. So talking about six cents, we're going to be talking about Kid Dracula today. And mm. Kid Dracula is you play as the vampire. So it's sort of like Dracula X, sort of like Castle Dracula, sort of like Blood of uh, Rondos. Yeah. I, I think that was when you're Dracula. But you're uh, a chibi Dracula,
1: and I you're think chibi Alucard.
0: You are. Although, yeah, I, for some reason, the guy that looks like King Skeleton is—and uh, honestly, God, he looks exactly—the this skull guy looks exactly like King Skeleton from the Trapdoor series, which premiered in 1987 in a mini-comic, and did make its way to Japan as a manga-only special— issue where uh, King Skeleton was the goalie because Trapdoor in Japan is not only the greatest rock band of all time, not only the greatest superheroes of all time, but they're also the greatest football players and the greatest Mahjong players of all time. (laughs) Really? So, uh, yes. So, King Skeleton was the goalie. Jaws, of course, was there. I was there. I got Mm -hmm. bonked in the bean. Andy Van Halen uses a baseball bat during soccer. Hey, um,
1: if you're new to the show, (laughs) I apologize as always. Uh, But where can people find out more about Trapdoor? They can't. Oh, okay. Because everything's
0: so, down about it.
1: Fuck it. You're fucked.
0: Fuck <laughs> Trapdoor. Because what have they done for me except make me millions and millions and millions of pennies? Uh, no, Trapdoor. You could go to wiggliesworld.com and there's some links on Trapdoor there to, to go down and listen to music. You might. Oh, Pino, shut up. No, Pino is very, very einsam. He's very lonely right now. He's almost ready to fall asleep. Well, so touch could... him or something. I'm doing it. I touch all him right. all over. Touching his hands, touching his... There's nothing down there to touch. He's got no gooch? No, but he does have a big Pinocchio nose that's very uh, <laughs> pliable rubber. Rubber. So if you ever wanted to uh, give him a spider monkey an orgasm, Pino is your robot. Yes. Oh, he's going to go to sleep pretty soon. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. Uh, he doesn't like Kid Dracula, evidently. Yes, Kid Dracula for the Game Boy. That's we're gonna talk. Oh, he's gonna go to bed. <laughs> he's snoring. <laughs> go to bed, Pino. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'll talk to you some other time. Um, Kid yes. Dracula didn't so sell trapdoor. very well in the
1: states. You know why? Because it was called Kid Dracula. Exactly. And when no, I'm not- a USA, really. Goofed on this one because this all they had to do was just slap Castlevania on this. People, people were nuts;
0: just gobbled it up. They were nuts about this Castlevania. I remember before I owned a NES, and remember I owned an NES late in its lifetime, right. as did you. Yes, but Kid Dracula, right? They didn't, and and a Game Boy. I owned pretty late. Uh, I waited for the Game Boy Slim. Okay. It was still the grayscale, but it was beautiful grayscale instead of the green background. And, and
1: can I just tell you a quick story about getting a Game Boy? Definitely. We've talked about different Christmases I had. Well, there was one Christmas where I received the Game Boy. I was so excited to get the Game Boy. It came with the Tetris pack in, but I also got Mario Land in the same Christmas, so that was huge. You, got, you know, two games on one Christmas. is a big deal. And I had this just But shithead. nobody bought you batteries. No, I did get batteries. No, no, no. But I had this shithead of a cousin. I'm all excited about this Game Boy. I'm playing Super Mario Land. Listen to that great music, mm, great yeah. jams. That yeah. music. Little do we know how good a Game Boy platformer could become later on when we see a game like Kid Dracula. But mm-hmm. I'm playing the game. I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm thinking that oh wow, this is you know Mario on the go, and here he's just like, well, the Game Gear is in color, and I got that, and I have Mortal <laughs> Kombat, and, and he just, just fucking just pissed all over like my happiness. <laughs> well, I, l- I hope you like God. your
0: scan lines.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he had scan lines. And he was burning and through choppy. batteries. But, you know, I didn't know any better. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm probably like eight or nine. He just took the wind out of my sails. I dig I, it. I hope he shits the bed. I really he do like does. tonight.
0: Yeah. Just- I saw an old man today. I went to the store to get some uh, steamables. Did you hear about these steamables? By bird's eye? I think they're by bird's eye. <laughs> it was like vegetables? Yeah. Yeah, they're vegetables. Uh, but they also make like uh, like spaghetti, spaghetti string noodles with tomato sauce and they make oh, cauliflower yes. mashed potatoes and things like this. And you just put them in there and it's a giant bag that cooks like an oven and then you throw it away and make a huge dump piles just so you could eat a meal without cooking. Right. But anyway, I was walking into the Wegmans, and there was a man outside. His kid was on the park bench, and all I could hear was... shut up. Yeah. Can you throw
1: Pino in another
0: room, please? No, he's going to sleep. Let him try to sleep.
1: (laughs) He's very loud while going to sleep. It's
0: okay. This is what the listeners want to hear. (laughs) A useless robot screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Death pangs. So he's yelling at his kid, like... I'll spank you right here. I'll spank you right here. And I felt like turning a kid and kidding. I said, don't worry, one day he'll be old and frail and you'll be able to kick him down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't
1: uh, because I, I was in a
0: hurry. That. I had to get my steamables. I'm not going gonna... well,
1: to... Plus, that would have just ensured a, a stronger beating for that child. Maybe, or maybe yeah.
0: not. Maybe would have well, made maybe. the guy <laughs> think. Hey, he's maybe right. Maybe
1: Keto was there to chime in.
0: One day I'll be an invalid and... <laughs> and uh, everything will be the hands of the child I am yelling outside of a grocery store that I'm going to spank. Not only yelling that he, he gave him a spanking, but yelling that he will give him further spankings right out in public. Class. Yeah. Have another beer. They sell beers at Wegmans, you see. Oh. Kid Dracula. If you're absolutely right. If they would have slapped Castlevania on here, it would have done very, very well.
1: Gobbled it up. It was as dumb as putting a baby blowing bubbles on the <laughs> cover of your bust a move game.
0: Indeed. And calling it bust a move.
1: Because seriously, like when you're eight or nine years old, or especially like 12, eleven, twelve, you're not picking up a Game Boy game that says "kid" I don't want to be a baby on there. No, you don't want to be a baby, you don't want to be a kid, you want to be the Bionic Commando, you want to be a Ninja Turtle, you want to be a Mortal Kombat. You want to be a shitty game. You don't want to be Kid Dracula, you know? Yeah. Even if it said Son of Dracula, Castlevania, Son of Dracula. Oh, okay, that's pretty dope, I'll be the Son of Dracula.
0: Yes, because people liked Mario, I mean, Mario wasn't the most uh, masculine of men. Oh, he's a portly he plumber. Sh- he wasn't which
1: they've retcon now. Now he's not a plumber. I don't know what he is. <laughs> right. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's not even a guy. <laughs> he's he's gender fluid now, I
0: think. He is. He's like a G.I. Joe down there. So let's talk about Kid Dracula. Action platformer. You are Kid Dracula. You are hooked up with the different types of things you can be in, just like a Dracula. You fight things like owls by throwing fireballs at them, as vampires do.
1: Did you ever play Castlevania and you're like, wow, I wish I could be like Mega Man in this game. (laughs) That's pretty much what's happening kid Dracula in the best possible way.
0: He is Dracula. He's not Belmont or Belmont family. Uh, He is uh, manga hair Dracula, and uh, he has his cape. He has, of course, his Dracula umbrella. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. And I don't you can turn into wanna... a bat right off the bat.
0: Yes, you can turn into a bat immediately. Uh, yes. That's one of his powers and fly around. So this is action platforming where you have to use a little bit of strategy every now and then.
1: But it's not the strategy
0: that pisses me off. No,
1: you know? and it's really of choice, too, because if you don't feel... Co- like, the, the first stage... Mm-hmm. Called there are baby these parts, stage. Yeah, it's baby stage, but there's these teeter-totter moments where you're up in the sky and you jump on a platform and it's tilted one way. And as you walk across, it starts tilting the other way. You know, you should be skilled enough to do this. I mean, if you're our age, you definitely should be able to breeze through it, breeze through this. No problem. But if you go back to being a kid of eight or nine, you might be like, oh, you know what? This is a little scary. Hey, I'm going to turn to the bat. And that's what's perfect about this introductory level is that you can experiment a little bit with this one power that you have because what we started to talk about before we got deviated toward all different things, (laughs) I really blame Pino for this. I blame him Uh, too. At the very beginning, what's his name? Garamoth?
0: Yeah, Garamoth is the the villain here. I was going to say he was uh, Godric from True Blood. Sookie. Suki Suki is, yeah, is the main character. Suki Suki's stack house is the protect portrait. She's a lead person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um uh, Garamoth takes over Dracula's castle. Little Alucard has to take the castle back and Death is going to help him. Death is talking to him. It's very campy and fun like um the Spiderhouse game that we talked about. What was that? Um Spiderhouse Wapu graffiti. Exactly. Splatter, I call it
0: Chibi Splatterhouse Graffiti. And right. I think I brought this up both in the Splatterhouse uh, graffiti game, and I also brought it up when we reviewed the arcade game of Haunted Castle, which is mm-hmm. the worst Castlevania that is 2D, I will say because some might say the N64 version of Castlevania was... It's the worst. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if it I, really I is. I think I'd
1: rather play Castlevania 64 than play Haunted Castle. Again. I, I'm think be so honest.
0: I think so, too.
1: But anyway, um, right off the bat, you have this nice cut scene with this big sprite work, limited animation, but fun, chibi anime animation where Death is talking to Alucard about how we have to take the castle back from Garamoth, um, I hope you remembered all your spells. And, of course, mm-hmm. Alucard, <laughs> that scamp, didn't remember any of his spells. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, now he got hit in the head so, with a
0: brick or something.
1: Yeah. He's got to get kicked in the head by a brontosaurus or something like a Flintstones episode. Right. Um, so you have to go through each stage. And when you complete each stage, you learn another skill. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like Mega Man in that sense, but it's not like Mega Man where you get to pick and choose or, or that some powers are better against certain enemies than others. Although one could argue that, in fact, yes, some of the power-ups are better to navigate the stages with than others. But they're not like the same power-ups. They're
0: No. They're, they're very
1: different. It's not a different shot. Yes, yes, yes. Although some power-ups do change up your shot, but the first power-up you get actually turns you into a bat. And much like Mega Man, you charge up your fireball shot. What I like about this game with the um, decision on how to handle or mitigate these spells is you hit the select button. Either when you pause the game, you can cycle through the different power-ups you have by hitting select, or... Real time as you're playing, just hit select and you can cycle through the different power ups, which is great to do on the fly because, you know, you might want to turn to just remember to go back to whatever you want. Because when I first started (laughs) playing the game, I forgot to change back from bat to normal shot. Mm -hmm. So I was like powering up thinking I was going to shoot a big fireball. (laughs) Instead, I turned to a stupid bat. (laughs)
0: Hey, he's not stupid. He still has the same face.
1: I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to love about this game. And 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 the story is perfect. Short. Go up to the hideous. It's Symphony Demon. of the night
1: before Symphony of the Night. Right, right? Like That's true. It's, it's Alucard taking back the castle prior to Symphony of the Night. And he's taking it back,
0: of course, where demons always live, in outer space. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> a lot of liberties taken with the Castlevania franchise, but not outside what you would expect in a Castlevania game but let's talk it's about lot the ca- cuter the let's
0: talk about the beginnings of the castle where you're okay. climbing up ladders and stuff like that and you're just fighting knights uh, you're in a clockwork type of scenario where the background is really um,
1: super impressive
0: yes because they make the background very light gray so that it actually you know they can't blur with the with the game boy. So they make it very, very light gray. So you actually feel like there's depth to this uh, creation because everything in the foreground is, uh, is brighter. And, uh, and that's how you... Things in the, in the background are lighter and things in the foreground right. are brighter if you
1: want to find out about how to do artwork. The, um, very good usage of the very limited palette of the mm. Game Boy. And I would equate it to what you would see in quality jump For people who aren't familiar with Kid Dracula, uh, but are more familiar with the mainstream titles of the Game Boy, you will know that the jump from Super Mario Land to Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, Mm -hmm. was a humongous jump in quality as far as art direction. I would say that this game took it to another level because it actually made the sprites bigger than what you would see in the Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins the stages are presented in clean concise chunks Mm -hmm. which i like i actually appreciate it keeping with the mario analogies it's kind of similar to what you would see in super mario land 3 with how they would handle maybe it has something to do with the hardware and memory that's beyond my wheelhouse but here you go it's between mario brothers and super mario brothers 3 the artwork improved tremendously but the stages were these concise chunks. They were actually very short. Mm-hmm. But the experiences you had within those chunks of a stage were so much more satisfying and interesting than what you would see in a, the predecessor.
0: And, but, and, and as you go on, like we said, the, the first level is a cakewalk. The second level might be a cakewalk. But it does get more difficult. And you will have to start over on some of these levels. So you might sure. not be able to breeze through them. No, um, I don't and, think this is an easy game. But I think it's very fair. And I think you can learn the skills and try different ways to get past certain enemies. I mean, there's sure. some some things that are the Konami difficulty, no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's just a perfect platformer. And you're right. There's a thing about NES games and there's a thing about Game Boy games. And by the way, they're not retro because these are the actual games from that time.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I'm when I reference retro before, it's other podcasts gotcha. that cover older games call gotcha. themselves retro gaming and uh, i'm okay. hearing it all too often anytime konami's brought up it's like i bet it's a packy slot now and it's like oh uh, yeah okay great well i was making these jokes 15 <laughs> i got years you years ago i
0: Evening. got you yeah i got yeah. you one thing I, that always turns me off about the nes or the game boy is usually when you have a side-scrolling beat-em-up or platformer or something like that your character is usually pretty damn small on the screen and very indistinct very you know you can't see his face or anything like that but you can see kid dracula's face his expression the expression of the different things that he's fighting right now it's he's not super huge so that you can't navigate but he's just the perfect size to have a like i mentioned a fair action i'd say he
1: makes up a fifth of the screen it's very impressive how well the game plays with him being that big and you know, his enemies being that big. You and, know,
0: he's actually a third and uh, sixteen nineteenth, <laughs> sixteen nineteenth. <laughs> oh, no, I think you could divide that. He, he's actually uh, just a little bit over a third of the screen, and I uh, I could not believe that, but that is true. He's big. He is large. He's big. And yet you still have room to navigate. And let's talk a little bit about the levels we have. Okay. (laughs) The artwork is great. First you meet Death, who, once again, looks like Skeleton, the enemy from uh, the Trapdoor comics. He's just uh, two eyeballs and three teeth that are around at the end, and then he wears a big hood. I swear to goodness, that's King Skeleton. Oh, my God. Anyway... So, King Skeleton talks to you, and after the first level, you fight some bats, and then all of a sudden, Bat (laughs) uh, is in a cutscene, and Bat was sorry
1: that he attacked little Alucard. This is, yes, this is after the first boss battle. Now, if you're playing the U.S. version, Mm. we have to talk about this, because we haven't touched on why you believe it should have been an arcade game. Okay. Which I'll disagree with you, because I don't... I don't think no. platformers like this You're right. work very well as an arcade game. Uh, there are things within this game that yeah. hit the notes of an arcade game for me. Yeah. Let me finish, and I think you'll agree. Okay. One, if you play the Japanese version of this game, not the American. Which I did not. The boss battle in the first stage has Ku Klux Klan members instead of spoopy ghosts, (laughs) which is very reminiscent of the arcade because how many times have we uh, encountered that with the numerous titles that we've covered?
0: Neo Geo, always. Common trope.
1: And the other common trope between the arcade and Kid Dracula is that not the final boss or even the boss before the final boss, but every boss is this isn't even my final form (laughs) because every boss has some sort of fake defeat and then they come back in a very funny way and i'm not going to spoil my favorite we'll talk about it soon but in this first stage you have three encounters with the first boss is that the ghost that's the ghost, and yes. then if you look at the Japanese version, he's the Ku Klux Klan member with the oh. um, backwards swastika. Right, I you did know, that play Buddha, that. I bu- did that play Buddhist. Yes, Simpl- I did yeah. play that. That is the one I played
0: first. And in my mind, I thought this would make a great arcade game, but then after playing it this time, mm-hmm. at the top of the show I mentioned it was, it was pretty long and probably not a good idea for an arcade game, but it still has elements that, like you mentioned, would fit well into an arcade game, especially, especially a Neo Geo so they could keep the Nazis.
1: <laughs> if I was to equate it to an arcade game that we talked about in the past, and if you do want to listen to any arcade games that we have talked in, about in the past, you can go to wetalkgames.com slash in the can. Check out the episode for Wardner. Mm-hmm. Because this is a little chunky, chibi type guy running around stages shooting projectiles. Which game am I talking about? Both of these games. They're (laughs) similar in that respect. Mm. Which game did I enjoy more? A Kid Dracula.
0: Oh, yeah. He gives me an Arrow the Acrobat feel, too. Although it's nothing like Arrow the Acrobat.
1: I think it's the face.
0: The way the backgrounds are done well. But you don't do anything that Arrow would do. But uh, no. yeah, it's,
1: so it's, sure you beat the you beat the first boss, and then there's this cutscene with the bat, which <laughs> you didn't fight a bat, but for some reason yeah. the bat is owning up to betraying you. Yes, he's very sorry about betraying Alucard, mm-hmm. and he wants to come with Alucard and help him to defeat Garamoth. So he and his uh, two dopey brothers, I guess, or friends. Yeah. Uh, are going to help you along the way, and they are your next spell or power-up, which That's is true. sort of a... Um, no, it's not like a boomerang attack. It's, it's, it's like a shield, what, I think. A shield. I think a shield is a good analogy. That can hurt enemies. Right. You charge up, and the three bats kind of fly in an arc from your chest over your head to the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. Right? But can so, I talk
0: about the humor? Oh, please. When the bat... First starts talking to Alucard yes, and yeah, and, and apology no and apologizing like uh, I, I can't remember if Alucard keeps shooting him down. I think he does. He's like, nah, I'm cool. And the bat just starts falling out of the air, all sad. Yes, <laughs> and he <it> goes boo <laughs> like that. Uh, Just everything about this game is done so well, and there's a lot, a lot of humor in it. And like you were saying, this is in my final form. There's a lot of humor in the fact that the final form has, like the ghost. Let's blow the ghost. Okay. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, so a big giant ghost comes out, or a Ku Klux Klan ghost. Right. Uh, and you, you beat him. And then another strong, littler ghost comes out. But then when you beat him, then a real old man ghost comes out. <laughs>
1: Very old, <laughs> he's and really he's got a big walking stick, <laughs> yeah. and your your shots bounce off the walking stick. They bounce off the
0: walking stick, but he's pretty easy to beat when you hit him from the back. You might only right. need to hit him like two or three times, and then he goes down, and then the other younger ghost comes out and drags him off the screen. Drags him away. Yeah. So there's just these little things of humor along the way. I, you know, maybe it's like a,
1: a combination of Kirby and Mario Kirby is a great example because the first Kirby game was on the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. And again, graphically, it was very impressive. And the Game Boy stuck around for so long. Oh, yeah. Much longer than it should have. The original Game Boy, even when the Game Boy Pocket came out. And really, you know, I'm playing Kid Dracula on an emulator that would emulate what it would look like on a Game Boy Pocket. I don't imagine it looking great on the original Game Boy because nothing really looked all that great on the original Game Boy. It doesn't look the, bad. I played it on my Advanced. Oh, okay. Going back to the use of that contrast, they were very smart on using those darks, mm-hmm. those heavy darks, to really build this world to make it feel a lot deeper than it was. And the big... Uh, the, I, for programmers, I imagine the scary thing with big sprites on that very... Specific screen that wasn't a four three screen. It was some odd shape. Yeah, it was almost square. Right, a little bit is taller. That, than is that M-Y? when something's moving? Like, how do you make it fair? And some. Obviously, some developers didn't care and <laughs> make it fair so you could see the en- enemies coming. And I never felt like I ever had that moment. And I felt like I had that moment with just about every Castlevania game on the Nintendo. You know, you jump onto a platform and, oh, what do you know, a flying Medusa head knocks you in the ball back and hits you off the platform. It exactly. doesn't really happen in this game. This game paces it out very well, and it's aware of the size of the sprite and the environment, and it handles itself very well.
0: I agree to a point. There's some levels that do are cheap, like the Medusa heads. And I'm talking about some of the bats, some of the bats and some of the- Later on, yes. So uh, as I mentioned, sometimes you fight owls. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. you fight a sunflower that wears sunglasses-
1: Oh wait, this this level does yeah. This level's great. This is the second level. We are in the woods. Deal with it, sunglasses. The deal with the sunglasses on the sunflower <laughs> that's spitting at you, and you got to keep shooting them to build the path. But before that, you're climbing up the trees. You're fighting the owls. Mm-hmm. The animation on these sprites is very impressive, especially the end animation when Alucard gets to the end of a stage and he flips his cape. Yes. Like there's. There's too many frames in there for the Game Boy title, in my opinion. Yes. Like, who are you trying to impress with this this amount of frames in this Game Boy game? Uh, it's very, it's very nice. Uh, but so you're climbing up these trees, you find these owls, and then all of a sudden these trees have faces, and you're shooting the faces. It's making a, a noise. It's re- registering a hit, but nothing's happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get to a certain tier, and the face opens up and sucks you in and drops you to the the bottom of the stage again. So you have to work your way back up. Yeah. Cheap, no pleasant surprise, I think. Yeah, with this particular moment, yeah, I like that you know, attention to detail, and and it just goes to
0: show what great games Konami made. That's why they were my favorite company. So, let's talk about the common themes in the Castlevania games of fighting other people's licensed (laughs) uh, enemies. Uh, this is probably the best Jason I've ever fought. Yes. Uh, This Jason isn't screwing around.
1: We are in agreement with this boss battle. (laughs)
0: He's uh, he's only your, like your same size. He looks like Jason, but he looks very mean because they do really well with his hockey mask and his expressive eyes. And he comes at you with his normal, you know, Jason things that he would do. But then all of a sudden he jumps out of his log cabin with a shotgun.
1: <laughs> now, this is the this is where after you defeat one of his forms. <laughs> yes. He comes back with a gun, which I love because it's just like, oh, I couldn't beat you with, you know, an edged weapon. Right. Somebody to come back with a shotgun. Yes. It's a, it's always like that to me when
0: the Incredible Hulk is in a tank or something. Right. <laughs> somebody that doesn't need this stuff because they're supernatural and, you know, could just stick you into a wall and all the other things using does. But he chases you with a shotgun, and it's, it's uh, really cool, and I don't know if they could get away with... Uh, I don't know if Nintendo would... Allow this in a chibi sort of game nowadays
1: you know everything's so different today yeah yeah um i think that looking at how it was handled in this game it's no different than what you'd see from a looney tunes cartoon in Mm the 40s with elmer fudd with his shotgun it's a very like it's very cute and cartoony but you recognize it as like hey you know that gun is a gun, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah, man.
0: It doesn't have a musket <laughs> on no, the front of no, it or anything. It's just a it's shotgun. It's not Uncle
1: Fester's uh, blunder blast or anything yes. like that. Yes.
0: So uh, so that's cool. And then, like you said, when you defeat the boss at the end, he does his uh, eerie Dracula effect, where as Bela Lugosi would put his um, cape in front of his face and
1: just have his eyes showing. It is beautiful. That's the thing, too, we didn't talk about was the the hood of this game that shows you uh, how many hearts you have. Oh, yes. And, and and here's a nice change up from Castlevania, the series. Hearts actually equal health.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Unlike Castlevania where you'd collect hearts and it had nothing to do with your life meter. Right. It also shows how many lives you have. But in the center of the screen, there's a profile picture of Alucard. There's a couple phases of his face. It it goes relatively quick. I think there's only four frames, but it shows you when you're fully charged and that full charge happens very quickly. But you're you know, you're fully charged when you see him sort of making an angry face and showing his fangs, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is important. And when you hit enemies, um, this is a little bit of a risk and reward thing. When you hit enemies with that full blast power shot, you collect coins, which we haven't talked about. Um, ah, these coins yes, can be used yes. between stages yes. to buy... To buy
0: gambling.
1: To buy either gambling or some more health. But it's all
0: in gambling.
1: Is it really? Yeah. Because you can I, the- I never went for the coins. I never went for a going for more coins.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. You go for more coins because it costs you 10 coins to try for life. And to go for more coins, it's the old cup trick, but... You're going in to see this uh, witch lady, or I don't know what she is—fortune teller, genie, or something—and she will make these crystal balls have uh, something in them, and then she'll do the old uh, penny ante. What's it called when they? But the, but it's tri- Yeah, but it's not that. This is really the ball under the cup, and she doesn't cup, screw right. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then you would get more coins from that, and then you could play the other. Casino e-game, but you need ten coins, and right. it's pretty shitty because first of all, you know, you you can try to buy stuff, and she'll say, "Oh, you don't have enough coins." Yeah, yeah I know yeah. it shows zero. Why am I even in here? I have zero <laughs> coins. Why didn't you tell me that you don't have enough coins for anything without me having to try to choose to do something? Right. <laughs> More lives or coins. So uh, after you do the pick of the ball, uh, you could try to use your ten coins to play what would be called Kino, like if you play King of Casino, you'd, it would be called Kino, and you pick a number, or right, or you pick a number, or you pick a shape, or what do you do?
1: You pick a number. and pick then a number. Um, Pick a buck. Right. You pick, it's pretty much that, and you lose. It's <laughs> <That's> basically <laughs> what happened. I think I played the minigames like twice, and I, I just, because I was trying to get through the game, I will admittedly say that I put on a Game Genie code, so I didn't lose any more lives. Mm-hmm. So you keep going through and then at that point it's like I don't need to do these mini games or collect these coins so I was yeah. just hitting none
0: well in, in Kino uh, when they used to have the Kino girl come around uh, there was not a boy that would come around uh, it, like you it, it could be a sheet that had one through 80 numbers on it <laughs> mm-hmm. and you try to pick a number and then she'd come back around it's like a lottery you
1: know it's I remember of... these vintage boards that would be at bars uh, late, uh, uh, late Late 80s, early 90s, and you could, people would pay to punch the board with a, a peg and it would pull out a piece of paper. And you'd either, I, I don't know what you'd win because I was too young to even know what these things were, mm-hmm. but I do remember them.
0: They still have that in Thailand out on the street. I out believe. street, it. when you're. Yeah. They were probably made in
1: Thailand originally. <laughs>
0: yeah. When you go to the markets that are out on the street, there'll be someone at the end cap, <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as an end cap could be in an, an alley street uh, sure. type of uh, market. And they'll have that same type of thing. So you have this gambling element in the middle of them, much like you would like, in an Alex kid, except that was only uh, Kai Bai Bo. Sure. Which I don't know if that's what
1: it's called in Japan, but anyway. It's right it up said. Universal's alley, going back to the arcade analogies. They, oh, yeah. they like the, the gambling in their arcade games. There's a little bit of gambling in this. So
0: the next stage is the stage where I said, okay, this is the stage for both Kyle and I. And I hope that he loves this as much as I do. Because you're on like a roller coaster yes, platform. I did
1: enjoy the cloud world. And fighting the um, it probably has two again, Chris Nikobun is gonna definitely school me on this, but it's like that same thunder demon guy that appeared in Mega Man 2 with like the single horn on his head in the clouds. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. got to be some Japanese folklore that I'm just not familiar with, but it was cool to see. and 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 camera for ex- me yeah exactly and then what happens as soon as when I you go saw the all flying turtles the way. this is why wiggly picked this game
0: and then what happens when you go all the way up real
1: high the platform falls off the track well yeah but you're three ball ufo's yes yeah okay <laughs> i i thought we were still talking about the roller coaster element yes the three ball ufo's are there as well so with those elements if only it had be- a
0: shark this would be my perfect game
1: Yes, it has all the elements of a We Talk Games type of game. <laughs> Not Indeed. so much an arcade game, but a We Talk Games type of game. And then the boss battle. Uh, do we want to talk about that one? Uh, is that get, the... Or do you have more do you want to talk about on the stage? No, I
0: don't really want to talk about more. You're on a platform that does loop-de-loops and all different types mm-hmm. of things, like a roller coaster. And, right. you know, that's, that's difficult to try to shoot the things that are coming up behind you because you could get behind them or you could try to uh, do different wacky things to try to... As you like to say, mitigate the enemies. Mitigate,
1: yeah. What's funny about, if we could just go back to the stage on the roller coaster with the UFOs and the cameras, is that, again, the art direction is very smart. And this seems so obvious that I'm saying it now, but, like, I want the listeners to understand that, like... It's going from just a white background to you see clouds to you see constellations in the sky. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you are within those levels of the track or how high you are on the track is where you see these different types of enemies. Right, right. So you see buzzards on like the (laughs) lowest level. Yes. Then you see Gamera higher up in the clouds and then you see the UFOs and the stars.
0: Right. It's really cool. Because remember, you're making your way up to the castle in outer space. As yes. I flew in the beginning, so the, you know these are new elements, and, and that, that's what I like about it too. These are new elements. Uh, you know, some are ridiculous. Instead of fighting sure. uh, giant monsters, this now this is really terrifying to me because you fight <laughs> this a giant. Stanley
1: the Bug Man shooting a. A deet up Donkey Kong's butt Well, you're a la carte shooting fireballs up a giant chicken's butt at the end of the stage.
0: Yes, it's a giant flying chicken. And this is why we must always genetically alter chickens so they can never fly.
1: <laughs> because this is
0: how terrifying a chicken flying would be. They will also become mammals where they give birth to live baby chickens instead of Needing to drop eggs, they drop it. He, the he chickens drop an egg. Yeah, he does. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a he. It's a he that the drops. He, he does That's drop why. eggs, but you he can also tell the drops because he can fly. <laughs>
0: right. He also and he has crazy talons, and he's mad, and he also drops live chickens out of his butt. I guess. Right. <laughs> is that would where babies come from in men. Yes. Um, yes. I thought exactly. So. Yes. So this is really, really. Another funny part. So, this is more in the spirit of the
1: Konami. It's like, what do you call that? Gradius and Parodius. It's we're going to take an established franchise and we're going to goof on it. Yeah. Um, But it's still a terrifying chicken.
0: I'm I'm telling you (laughs) that it was disturbing to me to see a chicken fly. Now I don't know if the programmers really thought chickens could fly. That might be that. I mean, that's the trap way too. We used to draw a holy cow with uh, four or five udders that were just in a row, and they were you know giant Cause we and he had hooves. He had he had horse hooves because horse hooves. Yes, yeah. because uh, Andy and I promised. Well, I mean, we were young. You got to remember this too. We promised we would never look at a real cow.
1: When drawing, you just did not from memory. That's yeah. funny. So,
0: so he, so he, had horse hooves, and he had, and his udders were all in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe there were five. But then, uh, then I looked. That at That would cow. explain <laughs> the human ears. On the...
1: <laughs> Holy cow! Can actually, you imagine? Actually, Holy cow had human
0: ears. Actually, we gave him a Popeye mouth. So sometimes he had like a mouth, and then sometimes he just had that the sideways yeah. comma. Yeah. That had like a shading in it for some reason. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you fight a giant chicken and all his chicks that come out. Now, that is his final form until you turn him into a cooked turkey like yeah, uh, you would expect. Yeah, fried
1: chicken, and then he spits out a little egg that cracks when you shoot it.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. That's like a splatterhouse ending moment. hmm So now you're getting higher. Now you're getting to, uh, I guess, the beginning of the space castle. We mentioned this indirectly that you go up, you go sideways, you... So it's not just left to right. You right. go in different directions. And stuff, Plays the
1: like. direction. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so in this level, you finally get the drop-away logs. It might have happened before, but you get a lot of the drop-away platforms that you're walking over. And right. one of my favorite little enemies is not Bullet Bill, not b bu- bu- bomb but it's Cannon Nose Circle, <laughs> man. It's a little circle that whose nose is just about as big as him and it's just a tank tank nose uh, and he shoots at you so i i really enjoyed that little guy Uh, i I like the design on him and here you go back to parts of oh by the way you could start walking on a ceiling that's your next power up. Yep. Yes. And I love when you walk on the ceiling. It's not really playing with gravity, but it's sort of that playing with gravity type of thing where you can go up to the ceiling or go down to the ground. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of
1: wh- what was uh, reminiscent for me is this um, indie game that's called VVVVV. Oh. That you can get on your Nintendo 3DS. I'm sure you can get it on Steam or something like this. But the whole premise of that game is the play with gravity and you know navigating or mitigating if you will (laughs) those stages using that sort of mechanic of snapping to the ceiling now that game handles it because it's the crux of the game mechanic you can do more with Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. but this airship stage where you're starting to play with it and use it it isn't like a puzzle element but i think it's needed to kind of get through the stage easier and there's an enemy there that i thought you'd enjoy now that we're talking about skeletons. You do see the Castlevania skeleton who mm-hmm. will take off his head and roll it at you or bowl it at you.
0: Yes. This this stage is probably most like uh, Castlevania. Yeah. I think. Because...
1: Thematically doesn't really fit with the series but like the enemies make sense. Exactly. There's, there's these like espers that I don't know. They have like a, like a fencing sword and a shield that come at you. NEM and the end boss is the Grim Reaper-ish.
0: But he's not a well he might be a skeleton face. It's hard to tell because he's chibi. But he's got his hat and it's thing and he flies around, and he throws his big uh sigh at you. Or is it a sickle?
1: I can't remember sickle. what the sickle. I can't
0: remember what the long ones are.
1: Yeah, that's a, a, a sickle. Okay. A scythe. It might be what you're thinking of. Yeah, a scythe is that's the thing smaller. that uh, going back to the turtles, Raphael would use the fork type of weapon. Oh yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah scythe is uh and was a was a kamagami type of uh Tied onto a kamagami for the ninjutsu, would have one end that was a scythe and uh, the other end that was a. I'm going to say it was a tamagachi. That level I think is the most like a uh, Castlevania because even the wall trimmings have the shields with the f- with the flames
1: and the axes that go across spikes so, coming yes. up and down. Yes, on the platforms and then yeah, after you defeat the. Grim Reaper. Well, it's not it's not death because death is your pal, but right. it's someone posing as a Grim Reaper because yes. they got a scythe and a witch hat. Then this Frankenstein-esque robot comes out who mm. has the balls for arms, if you will. Yes, the old Konami balls for arms. And that's the Vector Man type of look. Yeah. And that's when you would snap to the ceiling and then start shooting him in the head or face. Right, um, right. To right. defeat him. Right, right. Exactly. And then he after that, things arms, start to get right. really sci-fi.
0: Yeah, uh but one thing I want to mention you mentioned about how uh, kid Dracula's face will change on the bottom of the screen. There's this one part where you're talking to your um, to to your friend Death again and he's on this television that has speakers on the side and everything. It's a little monitor, but the top of this television is a bat's head uh mm-hmm. and it's just little and the bat's head gets concerned and scared. About the different thing that death is talking about. So it's these little, you know, these little elements that are just in there for extra atmosphere. Right. Because why would your television monitor be getting scared
1: about? Yeah. Yeah. What's being transmitted? Yeah, but it is. Nice little touches, and and they definitely were having fun, much like the Proteus series, where you could tell that they were enjoying themselves creating the game. Hmm. Hmm. And I guess by 1990, you were familiar enough with the hardware to know what you could do so it wasn't janky or flickery or whatever. Is this where you get the
0: umbrella? I think you get two powers up in one level. They they teach you another trick, and then the guy comes on the thing and he says, uh, you, "You the television, you said, you're doing good, but, you know, I don't think you're going to do too good from here on. So here's this umbrella. Right. The Penguin's umbrella that protects you. Uh, and you know, an umbrella does make sense for Dracula because they, for the, <laughs> the sun, sun, yes, for the yeah. sun, but not as a weapon. So it's kind of funny that you use an umbrella as a weapon in here or a shield, if you want to call it that. Uh, is this where you fight the aliens and stuff?
1: This is, this is where you fight robots. You fight more of the UFOs with the three balls on the bottom and you fight, uh, a version of Garamoth <laughs> yes. wielding a lightsaber. Man, I, I really
0: don't want to ruin that one. Oh, okay. But now that I now that I said I don't want to ruin it, that already tells you that it's a surprise. Right. <laughs> but it's a surprise ending. You know, sometimes you'll fight the boss in the beginning and, uh, you know, he'll fly away or whatever. This time you fight the boss and um, he does something different than fly away. Yeah. Play Leave the game. That. That's fine. Play the game. Yeah. And Play then there's the also this other gambling where he looks like your friend Death. And he's in this torture barrel like you're a magician. And then you take these swords and shove them through the barrel in the different holes. And if you don't kill him, (laughs) there's two swords that would kill him. So you have to put in all the swords except two. And if you don't murder him, which I don't know how you murder a skeleton that's dead. But (laughs) if you don't murder him, uh, you get extra something. It's just these little elements. Hey, I, uh, I was thinking about putting a skeleton in a barrel, yeah. and then you shove swords in the barrel.
1: You're stabbing the skeleton. If you, you know, kill the skeleton, why? you lose.
0: Yeah, why would I? this be in here? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. You never shove swords into a barrel with a person in it. You shove swords <laughs> into, a, into like a coffin that someone sits in, but not a barrel. I just want to show I could shade a barrel, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> On the Game Just
1: showing off.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, then some more of this uh, folklore—that lion dog thing. Well, I you think know it's what's funny about dog. that
1: lion dog is it going back to Super Mario Land. You fight a very similar boss in the Egypt type level, mm, which mm. is this lion dog that shoots flames at you, and, and the the stage is very. Fire elemental oriented. Mm, mm. Um, And this is where the umbrella really comes in handy because there's volcanoes erupting in the background that are, you know, hailing down brimstone at you. And you can use the umbrella to shield yourself from that.
0: Yes, yes. And then I sort of uh, go blank until you fight
1: Garamoth. There's a lot more robots now happening because I guess you're in outer space or another planet at this point. Mm -hmm. Get into the castle. Um, As we talked about with... Earlier stages where it's this play of going left to right or right to left, because, again, this is a Castlevania game, so do some exploring. You might find another heart container if you do. Later on in level, you're actually moving in diagonals, mm-hmm. not something you would—definitely I did not expect from a Game Boy title of this vintage. Yeah, it's more like a shooter at that part. Yes, because you're just sort of kind of like a pachinko ball falling down there's these little platforms that you can land on or you can just decide to sideways dodge them and you just keep falling and shooting and then after that there's some play with I don't know what you'd call them elevators or gravity strips they're just these yes these strips that have arrows pointing up that perpetually push you up and like you have to avoid to some spikes
0: those, like the wind levels anything right i love wind type of levels except with this like you mentioned it's sort of like the speed up strips that you would yeah. see like an f-zero or something else like that that keep pushing right. you up when you go into their areas you can go in the middle and just keep falling down and down and down and be dead or you can go as a bat to fly up these side strips or when you turn back into kid alucard you're sort of like flailing around but still going up but you're like all scared yes (laughs) so such neat parts to this it
1: really it's fun you know now that we're discussing it at this stage i guess like six on it really feels like Konami's like, I bet we could make a better Mega Man game. (laughs) Yes. Because it gets to the point where you are just fighting like space monsters and robots and and drill robots are coming at you and you're fighting through platforms that are moving and you can shoot through them, but you have to jump through the holes that you shoot through before they move again. Mm -hmm. Very Mega Man-esque. And you want to talk about
0: Haymakers. This does not fall into the trap of the same enemies over and over and over again you do fight same types of enemies on one stage but you don't see a lot of recurrence of these enemies if if uh maybe two or three that might make sense to be going around in castles and stuff but pretty much everything's different
1: i would agree with that i I never recognized the same enemy twice you know within the stage yet you know that level Mm -hmm. yes But when you moved on to the next area, I don't remember seeing any sort of repetition.
0: I don't think we mentioned the challenge of being a bat, because if you could just fly around, you could just go like up to the ceiling and just fly through the level. You can only be a bat for five seconds. Right. Then turn back into little carte. Yeah. So that's a big play mechanic in this.
1: Right. And if you're using it like you should, you never really get into the trap of that being an issue, but- you know, if you're a little kid and you're like, "I'm just going to fly through this level," I'll mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 2, the U.S. version on the NES, with playing the princess. Yeah, you can float, but for a limited amount of time, you mm-hmm. can't just float through the stage. Right. And then you get up to the top of the roof
0: of the <laughs> space castle. For some right. reason, you have to go to the roof, even though you're already in outer space. In a in a big castle, but you don't fight like in a throne room. You fight on the roof. And a Garamoth, uh, Garamoth, 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 Gar- Garamoth. Garamoth is there. Yes. And you fight him, and uh, it's all shooting up his bunghole. Yep. Pretty it's, much. Uh, it's right?
1: cutesy, chibi, H.R. Geiger-looking
0: Garamoth flying around. And this is one of those stages. Once again, it's more like a shooter because he shoots oh, yeah. giant lasers uh, that you have to stay in the middle of. And you know, walk, walk in between his giant lasers that he's shooting out. There was another boss that shot giant lasers. Was it the robot? I can't remember. But there was one that shot like mega laser. You know, like you would see in a shooter. And mm-hmm. instead of just shooting a little poop, 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 poop laser he actually shot a giant mega laser that was at least it might have a, been the big robot third, yeah at least a third of the screen so uh, that was kind of cool but yeah garamouth is this big flying demon gargoyle i don't know why but he's the antagonist and you fight him yes and that's it's all good. i got <laughs> that's it kid dracula get it for your uh, famicom or yep. your game boy
1: yeah, I, if you I, got big bucks, enjoy that.
0: I, I like the Game Boy version. i I, I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever played the Famicom version. I, I think I'll go try it to see how different it is with the slightly different aspect ratio of the screen. Right. Um, definitely one of my favorite Game Boy games, I think, as far as action platforms go. I mean, I don't think anything will be Tetris on a Game Boy. That Tetris is the Game Boy to me, right? Right. (laughs) I don't like playing any uh, Tetris on anything except the Game Boy, and I think the Game Boy does Tetris best. Um, I take that back because I love the Super Famicom um, Tetris Tetris guy. Then, yeah. Anything else about this? I hope this wasn't a boring episode. It's a side story. No, uh, Pino was on it. Pino made a great appearance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) His first and last appearance. (laughs)
0: sometimes i make big mistakes you know? <laughs> sometimes i go in a completely wrong direction well i hope that you like hearing us on your tv your radio and online this has been we talk games uh enjoy the game boy what are some other
1: game boys games that you like that i like yeah um what we talked about Maryland Two Six Golden Coins definitely a favorite of mine. Uh, here's a game that I enjoy that I don't know why I enjoy it. It would be Fortify Zone. I don't know why I like oh. Fortified Zone. Oh, interesting. Uh, but I do. It's one of my favorite Game Boy games. I would say that this ranks. This would probably be in my top ten. I like that game where
0: where it looks like Rare have made it, uh, but I, I can't recall the name of it. Uh, and and I think you're a boat that. You know, it's sort of like the boat one, that that Hydra boat thing that Rare made. Don't yell at your television friends. It's not going (laughs) to (laughs) help. There was also Gator Pinball. I liked that. Mm -hmm. That was a fun one. And, of course, the Kirby Breakout, where you're Kirby at the top and Kirby at the bottom. That one, I love the Kirby Breakout. Uh, How about Kirby uh,
1: Tilt and Tumble? Yeah. Was that color, though? I believe that came out during the—it might have been— the Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color, where it was it could be played on either. Okay, well, Kirby Pinball was still black and white. So yes, that was that, a good game.
0: That was that was a lot of fun, uh, and then of course when the, the tilt and tumbles and the Wario with the tilt yeah, type sure. of
1: sensors, those were all awesome. I mean, everyone who's familiar with the show knows that I love the entire Game Watch Gallery collection. Yeah, that's true, and not just because you could play the Game Watch games, but because of the remakes that they did, which I thought were handled very well, considering the source material. Definitely. And I think there was only
0: one... Boy, now I can't remember. I think there was only one for the Game Boy, and then the rest came out for the Advanced. But I could be mistaken on that. Boy, I haven't talked about video games in a long time. We've been doing the Arcade Weekly so long. It's
1: been a while. Yeah. Yeah,
0: So I hope that you enjoyed uh, this summer programming, and I hope you enjoyed... Should have been Arcade Weekly... I'm Wiggly, and uh, Kyle Von Cubic's on there. Hey. He's the other guy that's been talking. A lot.
1: Did we introduce ourselves or not? Yes, we did. I introduced Shin, and I introduced Pino. If you'd like to introduce yourself to us, I don't know, stay tuned. Long Island Retro Gaming Expo is happening again this August. Oh. We might make an appearance. No, we'll, we'll be there. Make sure you're there. Just Google it. Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. All the information's there. You can follow them on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They got their own uh, website happening. A lot of exciting things. I know we always plug this early and often, mm-hmm. but it's because it's a great show. It we is. We had a lot of fun last year.
0: Yeah, and uh, we look forward to it this year. We'll be there in some way. Maybe we'll just be, you know, at the snack bar. <laughs> yes. But, but we talked. I don't things. know if we'll they'll let there. us
1: buy a microphone again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this might be true, but I will bring Pino. That should be exciting. Maybe Pino will conduct the panel. (laughs) (laughs) He'd probably do a better job than I did. Okay, so this has been a very subdued episode of We Talk Games. Uh, Hey, it's
1: been different and fun. It's been interesting. If you have things you want us to talk about, tweet at us, at We Talk Games. If you hate this show, don't let us know. It hurts our feelings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. enjoy mid-series programming. There will be a lot of... uh, uh, revisits to the show that we've been doing since 2006 yeah 2006 mother bunkers,
1: and new stuff too, though. and new experimental stuff. shows and, and and different types of games we'll be talking this year so yes.
0: a lot of people don't know why this is happening but uh there's some stuff going on with stinky uh, that we have to resolve and it's just taking a long time to uh,
1: yeah we still can't talk about it right yeah
0: we still can't talk about it all right it's, we got a gag order
1: I, I tell you, though, he's been super political lately.
0: He's been super political, and he's been very nice to us, which is... Uh,
1: A rarity. Telling.
0: Yeah. That's telling. Yeah. yeah. Okay, everybody. Kid Dracula, yourself right up your bunghole. And I hope that you like us in your earballs and more. Spider monkeys, Pino, anything you could think of. We can Gooch. I hope that you like us. Bye-bye.
1: in the vegetable kingdom. They think, uh, what can I say? What can a person like myself say to a vegetable? But the answer is simple, my friends. Just call and tell them how you feel about muffins, pumpkins, wax paper, Caledonia mahogany's elbows, and green things in general. And soon a new report your new little green and yellow buddies. Grooving together. Oh no, maintaining your coolness together. Worshipping together in the church of your choice. Only in America. Oh, 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 oh. call any vegetable and the chances are good Ah, that the vegetable will respond to you oh no can you see them responding the pumpkin is breathing hard the pumpkin